Now, this is a funny statement to start my first ever podcast. <laughs> I don't clean Rudy, my dog. I don't clean his poop up. And I know that's the most ridiculous way you'd think somebody would welcome you to the first episode of the first podcast I've ever done, PK Out Loud here. But that's what we're going to talk about today. Not the poop. We're going to talk about time management and buying back our time. And some of you guys may have heard of this term before. Some of you guys maybe haven't. But in today's episode, what I want to talk about is how to optimize your time as a business owner or as a person that's got a side hustle to make sure that you're spending your time in the wisest way humanly possible. So before we begin on talking about it, I want to first recognize the ridiculous statement that I just had, which is I don't clean my dog's poop. And you might say, well, Patrick, that sounds like the laziest thing I've ever heard. And you know, you might be right in some ways, but in this podcast, I'll explain to you how I've done a math equation to determine that my time is more valuable being used, not there outside cleaning it, but rather inside and working. You oftentimes may have heard of a statement in the past. I know I heard it when I was growing up and especially when I started self-developing and listening to podcasts and reading interviews. And oftentimes they use the metaphor. They said, rich people don't mow their own lawn. And I always thought that that meant something kind of like, ah, rich people are too lazy to mow their own lawn. They've got people for that. But you also have to understand that unless it was given to them, a rich person became rich, not by luck, but by skill, precision, knowledge, effort. They obviously believe that their time is better used somewhere else than mowing the lawn. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So first of all, I want to recognize that there's a challenge here, depending on when you're listening to this, but we're recording this in 2024. There's a challenge in this, we'll just call it time horizon, call it 2018 further with social media, with TikTok, our attention spans are gone. We can't focus on things. And so first of all, I want to recognize that, that because of that, generally, we have become less efficient human beings. We are not as efficient. I always say that I don't really want you to say how busy you are. Tell me how productive you are. There are people out there that I know that work all day long and they get basically nothing done and I can outperform the things that they do in an entire day in three hours by just simply immersing myself in the work that I'm doing. Really focusing in on it and not worrying about anything else and then moving on to the next. And so we'll talk about that, but to start, I want to start this podcast by talking about the core principles of building wealth, which is... Your active income, your investment income, and your spending habits. So first of all, how do you make your money? We need to know that for a little bit later. But right now, think about how do I make my money? Do I make my money from a job and then a side hustle? Do I make money from a, a full-time business? Do I make money all from a job? Do I make money off of unemployment? How do you make your money? Just remember that. Write down right now, if you're listening, think about right now. If you're driving, think about right now every income source that you've got in your life. And write it down or jot it in your memory and try to add it up. How much do you make every single month with every single income source? Now, number two to wealth building is sustainable spending habits. 
We all know that. A lot of people have a spending problem. I always say people have an income problem, but people have a spending problem these days. They overindulge in many things they think that they can afford. And they are willing to spend money on things that, frankly, they can't afford to spend their money on. For an example, the amount of people that, instead of packing lunch every day, go grab lunch at a, at a drive-thru every day is substantial. And that costs them on average in each week, a hundred plus dollars in doing that. Otherwise, they probably can't afford that. Another example is, gosh, don't get me started on Starbucks. It's seven, eight, nine bucks for a drink typically. Maybe five if you're lucky. You do that throughout the month, you're looking at a hundred to three hundred dollars. So figuring out, depending on your income level, of course, I'm not saying you can't do this. If you're making 50 grand a month and you're spending three grand a month, I think you can afford the Starbucks. But if you're making five grand a month and you're spending four grand a month, you probably can't afford the Starbucks. It's a difference. It's relative. It's percentages. So number two is recognizing, do you have, and we'll talk about sp some spending habits, but it's, it's really, it comes down to lifestyle inflation. What a lot of people do is they first start making a little bit of money and every time they make more money, they spend more money, they spend more money, they spend more money. Nicer car, nicer food, nicer clothes, nicer vacations. And as their money goes up, they spend more until finally maybe they have a lull. Maybe they have a dip in their income. And if they do that, their spending is actually more than they're earning and that's a problem. You need to have a sustainable plan to spend so that no matter what you make early on, you spend the same amount of money. You can wait on that car right now. I know you're listening to this and you're, you've saved 50 grand and you're like, man, I could do a down payment on that range. I could do a down payment on that Jeep or whatever it is. You can wait, I promise. Because guess what? As much as you want it, do you want it for the right reasons, number one? Let's assume you do. You don't assume, let's assume you don't want it for the people down the street. But if you do want it for the people down the street, think about this for a minute. Who do you know right now that drives a Lambo? Who do you know right now that has a Ferrari? Who do you know right now that has a McLaren? You can maybe name a few people or you know of a few people. Do you go to bed thinking about them? Oh my gosh, I can't believe he has that. No, I guarantee you don't. You don't give two shits. So what makes you, especially if you're buying a car for other people's opinions on you, perspectives on you, what makes you think that they're gonna think about you when they go to bed? They're not. So make sure that if you are thinking about those extravagant purchases right now, I'm almost trying to halt you from it, but if you're doing it, make sure it's for the right reason. Make sure that you're doing it in a way that will one, hopefully increase your income through whatever, marketing, efficiency, or number two, make sure it's truly what you enjoy. Maybe you're truly a car guy. That's awesome. Great, go for it. But most people are truly a guy for opinions. They're a guy for approval. And the reason they purchase a car is to quote unquote flex on the rest of them. And then society rewards them. That's the unfortunate part is they get rewarded. They get congratulated from people that really don't care about them. So sustain your spending habits for as long as you can. And number three, I want you to have strategic investment plans. How much of your income right now, every single month do you save and you invest in an S&P 500 index fund? or in whatever asset that you want to invest in. How much money do you save? You better believe that if you can simply save 10% of your income and you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old right now, listening to this podcast, 
you can start to compound your wealth. That might be $100 a week. That might be $200 a week. That might be $300 a week. Whatever the amount is, every little bit counts. But the problem is most people make 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 grand a year. And after 10 years, they've got nothing to show for it. Choices. And you have to be able to do what? Pay yourself first. What that means is instead of paying the bill first, instead of buying the gift first, instead of going out to dinner first, you put 10% of your income in an investment account first. You have paid yourself first. Aren't you more deserving than that restaurant owner of your money? Yes. Aren't you more deserving than the owner of Starbucks? Owners, I should say, of Starbucks, the shareholders? Yes. You're more deserving of your money. Start acting like it because every single time you get a check, you give it to everybody else but yourself. Now, let's switch gears. Let's go back to the poop talk. You know, that's a funny start to a podcast, by the way. So the reason I brought that up, guys, is it cost me $16 a week to get my backyard disinfected and cleaned. What that means is they'll clean it all up. They'll disinfect it, deodorize it, spray all the stuff. 16 bucks takes them about 45 minutes to do so. So as we segue here, what I want you to start by doing is asking yourself, how much is my time worth an hour? That's not a subjective, that's a concrete number. There's a math equation for it. How many hours do you work? How much do you pull in? That's it. How many hours do you work? How much do you pull in? If you make five grand a month and you work 40 hours a week, you can do the math. Five grand divided by 40 hours. But on the flip side, what a lot of people tend to do is they don't realize, especially those business owners, they're working more than the traditional people. They're working more than 40 hours a week, aren't they? They're working 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week, and they're making five grand a month or 10 grand a month or whatever the number is. And when you divide that amount, you realize the money that you make per hour starts to diminish. Now, for all intents and purposes, I want you to pretend that you make $30 an hour. The decision becomes simple on if you pay someone to do a task or if you do it yourself. If you can pay someone to do it for less than the amount of money that you make per hour, you need to do it. For example, $16 is the 45-minute increment, so about $20 an hour is what it costs for them to clean up my backyard. If I make $30 an hour and it costs me $20, what did I just do? I bought my time back and managed to bring in an extra 10 bucks. Listen, if I went and did that myself, or if I had just kept working, if I go do it myself, I lose 10 bucks. If I keep working, I make 10 bucks. Would you rather lose or, ten, lose or make 10 bucks? You know the answer. So that is why we, when we hear, oh, the rich never mow their lawn, well, Maybe they make $1,000 an hour. Maybe they make $500 an hour. And it costs them $50 to do the lawn. You think their time is more valuable on that business meeting in the house making $500 an hour or outside mowing the lawn for the sake of saving 50 bucks? Now you might say, well, that's what the weekends are for. Well, first of all, let's state the obvious. Some business owners don't have weekends. Some people are starting their businesses. They're working through and through. 
But second of all, some people on the weekend, guess what? They don't want to mow the lawn. What do they do? They just bought their time back again. Even if you're not making money, this principle still sticks. If I, on the weekend, needed to clean my house, which takes our maid every single week, three hours. Every weekend, I'm going to clean the house for three hours. That's three hours of my weekend gone. And I only have one weekend a week. I only have two days out of seven to enjoy. And I do have a traditional schedule. I schedule my week just like you guys. We'll talk about it on the podcast. I generally don't work on the weekend. I don't want to. I want to relax. So you think I want to go to the grocery store. You really think I want to clean up poop, clean the entire house, and cook meals? No. So for those reasons, because of my income, I've been able to do the math and say it is an advisable plan to have someone come clean the backyard for the dog. It is advisable to get meal prep. So instead of cooking that meal, which is going to take me an hour, today I had, uh, right before we started recording this, I had meatloaf, I had uh, mashed potatoes, and it's like midday recording, and uh, asparagus. How long is it going to take to make meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and asparagus? Probably an hour with prep time, more than that with cook time, but it's going to take some time. Yes, you can multitask while it's in the oven, but prep, cook, oh gosh, don't forget the dishes. And then I can go upstairs and do the same thing in my kitchen, go to the fridge, open the drawer, pull out this Tupperware, open the lid, put in the microwave for two minutes, take out a fork, and it takes me 15 seconds literally to clean the fork after I'm done. What did I just do? I just, again, bought my time back. And frankly, it's actually cheaper than going to the grocery store these days anyway. So it's not really this financial, oh my gosh, riveting thing. I'm saving money because how many times have you gone to the grocery store and you spend three, $400 on stuff and then you go to the end of the week and you're throwing away a, a tray of ground beef or chicken or whatever it is. I don't want to waste. I want to be efficient with my time. I want to be efficient with where my dollars go. So these are just some examples of, again, me making an election to buy my time back. Now, as you expand, those are the beginners. Some of you listening to this may be six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure earners. As you're listening to this, I want you to think about something. What are you doing in your business life and your personal life to continue to buy your time back? Some more examples may include some sort of administrative assistant, some sort of executive assistant, maybe a videographer, maybe a data entry specialist. What do you spend the majority of your time doing in your day-to-day that is not producing you an income? Give an example. Let's say you run a small sales team or something. I don't care what product you're selling. And every day you spend four hours of your day doing data entry of last week's sales or yesterday's sales or tracking commission reports or whatever it is. That's four hours working in your business. Now, I want you to also think about how valuable your time is. How much could you get out of four hours of recruiting, training, selling? If you were selling your product, how much could you make? If you were recruiting more reps for your product, how much could you make? If you were training more reps to become better at selling your product, how much would that make for your business? I can almost guarantee you with certainty that that number is going to be better and higher than what you're currently doing. Because what are you currently doing? You're saying to yourself, oh, I'm going to do the data entry to save money. To save what? $20 an hour? 
Is that really how little your time is worth? Because if that's the case, I don't know why you're in business. You might as well go get a job. What you have to do is you have to start to realize that you need to work on your business, not in your business. What big people do, bigger picture people do, is they constantly work on the business. They say, this is the idea, this is the vision, this is what I want it to look like. They then find the people and they put them in place. You know, somebody that's going to make a business surrounded by personal training videos, for instance, they want to do an academy online for personal training videos. That person's best time is not reshooting and reshooting and reshooting training videos live every week doing the same thing. No, that person's time is best invested in hiring a team to film. The money is going to come from up front, film, edit, shoot, so then that video can live on forever, evergreen content, and it continues to grow that business. Same with your training processes in your guys' businesses. Why train live? when you can give context. What do I mean by that? How about instead of training your guys three hours a day on brand new topics, you tell them, hey, spend the first two hours of the day on our training platform that you designed for your sales guys, and then the last hour come in and we're gonna, give, we're gonna talk about those videos. Now your conversations have higher intent and more context. Again, you just bought back your time again. So I want you to see that this is both pertinent in business and your personal life, whether it's mowing the lawn, shoveling the snow, cooking the meals, getting the house cleaned, or on the right side, getting an admin, getting a video team, getting a data entry specialist, getting a graphic designer, whatever it is, you're probably doing something right now that is costing you money because you think you're saving money by doing effort on it, but in reality, all you had to do is go spend a little bit of money to have somebody do it for you and therefore you're able to go make more money on your side. You're able to go spend more time doing things that are IPAs, income producing activities. So a couple things that I want to discuss as far as your life, first of all, is understanding how this can improve the quality of your life. I think that I've isolated this pretty good so far about money, but it's more than that. Parents, how much time on the weekend are you spending with your kids? How much time on the weekends are you spending doing some of the things that I've mentioned? Now, why I bring that up is if you have an opportunity to start small, maybe you're like, I gotta test this theory out. Imagine every weekend you spend two hours doing laundry. Now this is not a win-win financially, but imagine if those two hours could be spent at the park with your kid. Maybe you don't spend much time with them. What would that mean for you? See, that's an enhancement in quality of life. Maybe not financially. It might not be good financially, honestly, at first. You shouldn't do it if it's not. But if you get to the point where you have a high enough income, again, where you can trade and you can say, my time is worth 50 an hour and I'm paying them 30, it's a good investment. You start enhancing the quality of your life because what have you done? You've bought back time. Think about real estate agents. Funny enough, real estate agents, what do they do? This day and age, they don't even stage the property. This day and age, they don't even put out their open house signs. Heck, this day and age, they hire people to go to the open house prior to them to turn on all the lights. That they could be in more meetings, producing more content, selling more clients. 
The people and what I'm trying to get across to you today, guys, is the people that make the money, I'm talking real money, are not worried about the pennies. Every person that I notice that struggles financially is constantly worried about the pennies. They're constantly worried about every little detail of where it's going. I'm not saying you can't. Guess what? To the penny, I get a report every day of what my income is, my expenses are. I'm not saying I don't look at that, I don't care, and I neglect it. I pay very close attention to it. I know what my net worth is as of this morning. Every day I get a report. Every bank balance, every stock balance, every real estate balance, every crypto balance, you name it, I got it. I'm not saying I don't care about the money. But what I'm telling you is the people that think, how can I push the envelope higher, top line revenue higher? How can I look at the bigger picture and how can I delegate these tasks off are the people that win. I think the biggest winners are the best delegators because I see so many people that they hire people and they don't delegate correctly and it, it does not look, feel, or is not as efficient as it could be. You hire an assistant and you're not on their ass 24-7, why did you hire an assistant? You hired a data entry specialist, why are you doing any data entry? See, what's important in your business right now is you need to become replaceable. Something that I learned from a couple very successful people is if you had to leave your business today, you went on vacation, you got sick, you had something happen, let's pretend that you had to leave your business today. Could it survive a week? Could it flourish and actually do better over the next three, four, five, six, ten weeks? See, if you leave your business today and it falls apart, you don't have a business. It's just you. But if you were to leave today and it keeps moving and grooving, you have a business. You need to find people, put people in place to run the ship. But that takes finding high quality people and cutting the fat when they don't make it. Because most people will be all about the grind. They're going to put all in the effort. But you know what they're doing behind closed doors. You can tell what their effort and their results. You can tell what the lack of understanding of projects in your business. You have to focus on this. And again, buying these times back and efficiently upgrading these people, sifting through them is going to be what is your goal. So as I wrap this up, I want to stress to you guys just the importance of planning this out over the long term. Today, I would love if you plan, do something personally. Think about maybe it's a house cleaner, maybe it's laundry, maybe it's a lawn, maybe it's dog stuff, maybe it's snow shoveling, maybe it's meal prep. Start small and try reinvesting money to buy back your time. Try that over the next couple of weeks. And then when you do that, think about right now on any other week, this is what I would be doing. And this is the big kicker. This is the big message of today. Shout out to Rob Deerdeck for this one. Rob Deerdeck one day was talking about buying time back and he said, listen, most people buy their time back so they can hop on the couch. The reason I buy my time back is so I can be more efficient. What I mean by that guys is what he does and what so many greats do is they buy their time back. They no longer clean, they do their meal prep, whatever it is. But instead of then getting that extra hour of time, 
and sitting on the couch scrolling Twitter, what are they doing? They're being more productive for their business, for their income, for their life. That's the ticket here. Because if you're gonna buy your time back just to go be lazy, there was no reason. But if you're gonna buy your time back to go out and produce more, make more, earn more, that's a big deal. That's what your goal should be. So guys, I want you to focus on this. I hope you enjoyed episode one of PK Out Loud. Again, we have episodes coming every 